It's Wired, the Pistons podcast, presented by Keith. Here's your host, Matt Derry. Wow, it is great to be back, everybody, and back on the Wired Pistons podcast. Today is Monday, Media Day, September 30th. 2019, the Pistons get underway with training camp starting on Tuesday in East Lansing. They'll do a training camp at the Breslin Center this week and then get ready for preseason game number one a week from tonight, October the 7th at Little Caesars Arena against the Orlando Magic. Matt Derry with you again. Thank you for listening and joining us. It is another season of the Wired Pistons podcast brought to you by Jeep. Coming up on the pod today... Media Day was uh, earlier today, and I had an opportunity to talk to many, many of the uh, players, uh, coaches, front office folks, and you'll hear from senior advisor to Pistons owner Tom Gorris and the pseudo-general manager, if you want to call him that, Ed Stefanski, a conversation I had with Ed coming up in a little bit. Also, after that, Markeith Morris, the newest Detroit Pistons, a late ad in free agency, um, Keith, as he is known, uh, the twin brother of Marcus Morris, who played a couple of seasons in Detroit. And I really loved his time here. Markeith will talk about his brother's experience and what Markeith is looking to do. Keith, as a member of the Pistons this season. All that coming up on the uh, Wired podcast uh, today. And we thank you for listening. And it's good to be back for another season. Some observations from me very quickly before we hear from Ed Stefanski on Media Day today. Uh, number one, Blake Griffin looks to be in fantastic shape. Everybody's saying that he is healthy. The knee is healed up and, and, and he's ready to go. And obviously, he's the cornerstone of this franchise, and he's excited about what this team has. You really look at the roster from top to bottom from this season, entering training camp from a year ago, and you see a lot of depth. You really do. Uh, Derek Rose has been added. Markeith Morris. Joe Johnson. 38-year-old ISO Joe. Yes, a member of the Pistons. And all the commentary today about Joe Johnson from Ed Stefanski and Dwayne Casey was he's going to have to earn that 15th spot on the roster. Nothing is given to him, uh, but at age 38, fresh off of playing in the big three, Joe Johnson feels like uh, uh, he's got a little bit of gas left in that tank and could be a contributing member of this team. But as Dwayne Casey told me today, this is not uh, the 40-minute-a-night Joe Johnson that was an all-star for many years in the league, but rather a a 15-minute-a-night type of guy in Joe Johnson. Uh, Everybody raving about Luke Kennard and how this year uh, they feel this is going to be a breakout year for him. But it's exciting. The Eastern Conference is going to be pretty darn good, again, near the top, and a lot of good teams. But the Pistons feel like... Uh, they can compete and that they will improve from last year's team that made it to the playoffs and then subsequently got swept uh, in round one by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. All right, Ed Stefanski is up first, senior advisor to Tom Gorris, the man making all the, t- the, uh, the decisions at the top. He joined me earlier today at the Pistons practice facility in Auburn Hills. All right, here's the senior advisor to Tom Gorris, Ed Stefanski, media day. That means uh, season's... Underway and getting started, training camp in East Lansing this week. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the team? Oh, I, I feel very excited. Uh, I always get excited about this day. Thank God it continues even as I get older. I get uh, emotional about it and, and get that tingle of excitement. And uh, I think we've improved ourselves, especially depth-wise, uh, bench-wise. I think we're a better team than we were last year with our additions. Uh, and just like anybody, you're going to get lucky. Health and every uh, health has to be a big thing. How they mesh, but right now, I think we're a better basketball team. You mentioned health, Ed. How healthy is Blake Griffin right now? Yeah, Blake came back from the scope he had done uh, right after the season ended. He's been in the gym. He's been working out. So uh, 
it's not as good as last year in a sense where he wasn't hurt at all and didn't have to rehab, but he looks good on the floor. Tell me about the thinking this summer with the approach because and you've highlighted it and you and I talked this year about it. You didn't have a lot of money to spend. You had one more year, then you have some free agency money. Yet you, you found ways to bring in some pretty darn good basketball players, including Derek Rose. What was the thought process behind the, uh, the summer and what you guys did? Yeah, we were um, very happy with how it, uh, the, our plan went to go after we wanted that backup point guard. It could have been Ish Smith. It ended up being Derek Rose. I think um, the monies we had, I thought we used them very wisely with uh, Derek, with uh, Markeith Morris, uh, with Tim Frazier. So we were fortunate. Uh, I think Markeith Morris, is he's got to prove something. So we got that guy that at a lower number that if he proves it, it we'll either have to pay him or he'll move on. Ed Stefanski with me here on Wired the Pistons podcast. You mentioned Markeith. Like you said, uh, a guy that has something to prove, but but he can play in this league a lot. Why did he last as long as he did, I guess, out there in the open market? Well, Markeith had a rough year last year. He got hurt, uh, hurt his neck in Oklahoma City, and he, and he didn't play well. He probably should have just shut it down. So it was to our benefit. He had a bad year. People looked at him that maybe this is a trend. We see it just one year, a blip, and uh, – we were fortunate to uh, get him. Tell me about Andre Drummond and, and what the approach is here heading into year eight. He made it clear, uh, all being on social media, but it'd be, you know, free agency year and everything else. What's your approach with Andre and how do you feel about him going into year eight right now? Yeah, no, Andre put in a terrific amount of work this summer. He's, um, uh, I think, ready for a big year. Uh, he goes a year where he has an option next year, so it's it's somewhat of a contract year for him. So I expect a lot of times when they're contract years, you expect big years out of these players. So he's done everything we've asked. Uh, I think the whole thing with him is consistency. If he shows that consistency throughout the year, we're a better basketball team. His relationship is a little bit different with uh, Tom Gores, the owner, than maybe other players. A very, very close relationship. Do you anticipate and expect Andre to be here a long time? Uh, I have no idea about that. Uh, yes, he and Tom are close. But we always have to make decisions on the basketball player. But their relationship is great. But uh, but most of the players' relationship are good with everyone. I think maybe uh, because Andre was drafted when Tom was uh, probably his first draft pick. What's the realistic goal for this year? Obviously, you made the playoffs last year. That was the goal. You had the Blake injury, which kind of derailed the series with the Bucks. Plus, you faced a pretty darn good basketball team. But what do you think is the realistic goal this time around? Well, the goal every year for every NBA team, and I don't care who they are, should be to win an NBA championship. But you have to make the playoffs before you win it. So you, let's make the playoffs and then hope go in healthy. And we got a, a mesh and a strong club. And then you make noise and see what happens. And you, you never know what happens in playoffs with people getting hurt. Uh, I've been on the, the side of that when someone got hurt from a different team and we rolled past them, maybe not as good. But they've been on the other side where you get hurt early and then you go out early so uh, there's a lot of variables and making the playoffs is the first one talking to Ed Stefanski give me the name of a guy that maybe fans aren't, aren't realizing had a great summer or worked really hard or you're going to say this is going to be a different looking player this this individual may look different this year than maybe last year well I think the one guy that I think is moving forward at a rapid pace for me is Luke Kennard Luke had a good year last year, so it's not a surprise, but I think he's going to take it to another level. I think he's going to have a, a very big year for us. 
How did I know that was going to be your answer? <laughs> I don't know. I like shooters. All right, so you like shooters. And, and like you said, Markeith obviously can shoot the three. Luke Kennard. Are you trying to still tailor make, uh, tailor make this roster for Dwayne Casey and, and try to find any shooters that you can? And obviously Derek Rose might not be a, a three-point threat, but you never know. Well, you can't tailor make it because of the situation we're in cap-wise. We didn't have a lot of money to go get exactly what Case wanted, but Case is very excited about the young guys we have in the gym, um, the people we brought in. We feel, and again, I keep going back to that, we brought in some gritty veterans. They're not backing down the people, and I think that's real important. They'll go out, and they're going to give an effort every night, and the other team better be prepared. Reggie Jackson, what's uh, what's his status? Obviously a contract year. What do you expect from him, and, and how much do you think D. Rose will push him? Well, I think Reggie, definitely your starter. I think D. Rose, we like the idea of him coming off the bench and uh, giving us some excitement there and that depth situation. But Reggie's been away from that ankle injury now a year and a half, and he is 100% healthy, which he hadn't been at all last year. It took him to the second half to get healthy. So uh, we feel real good about where Reggie Jackson mentally and physically is. And you mentioned the depth and your bench. Um, you know, it obviously you, you want shooting and you want guys coming off the bench uh, to shoot. Joe Johnson's been added. Um, where does he fit? Well, Joe will be fighting for that fifth team spot and not guaranteed yet. Uh, but Joe knows how to score. He's a very uh, got a very high basketball IQ. He's he's a professional all the way. He, he knows how to play the game. So I'll be curious as the preseason goes on uh, how Case uses him. But uh, he Joe has not forgotten how to score. And that's uh, it's obviously an unusual signing coming from the big three, and he's 38 years old. But what uh, what attracted you to him? What did you see, and, and how much did you personally, or maybe some other guys in your front office, scout that league? Well, uh, Joe's size always been good, six seven, very very strong kind of guy. He'd never been a high flyer, so we don't have to expect that. You know, that's never been his game. But Joe, as I said before, can flat out score. He knows how to move the ball. He knows where people should be. Plus, he's a professional. It'd be great for the younger guys to watch him. Ed, great to see you. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Senior advisor to Tom Gorris, the Pistons man running the front office, Ed Stefanski, giving us a couple minutes right here on the Wired Pistons podcast. A lot of interesting comments, certainly from Ed. The one that stood out to me is the Luke Kennard comment. Uh, I asked him to give me the name of one guy that he thinks will have a better year, that's had a great summer, that continues to improve, and that was the first name out of his mouth. And certainly that, you know, when you draft Luke Kennard in the first round and, and there's that aura around him, that cloud around him, not Luke's fault, of the whole Donovan Mitchell situation. That was even before Ed got here, of course. That was Stan Van Gundy. But, you know, it is time for Luke Kennard to take that next step, to be that knockdown shooter, to be a guy that can play some multiple positions and, and be a wing that this team can rely on uh, and rely upon. You know, you look at the starting lineup and you figure, you know, the locks for, for, for the starting five, you know, Andre Drummond, certainly Reggie Jackson um, and, and Blake Griffin. And you have some other spots sort of, sort of up for grabs, and Luke Kennard should be a guy that, that I think is is a bona fide starter and somebody that is going to make this team that much better. And it starts with making shots on the perimeter. And, and you know, it was there were, there were some games this year where this past season where Luke Kennard lit it up and was able to show off his range and, and do his thing. So very, very important to get Kennard going, and all eyes will be on him and his improvement. I think as you talk about him heading into – 
uh, year three, he should be a very, very good basketball player and one that uh, continues to get better. And that will only make this Pistons team um, that much better. You look at the roster and you see a name that is very, very familiar to NBA fans, and that is Markeith Morris, the twin brother of former Piston Marcus Morris. I caught up to him today. I caught up with him today at uh, training camp as it started off up the Pistons practice facility uh, in Auburn Hills. I should say training camp. I mean, media day. Here's my conversation, regardless, with Keith. All right, the newest Piston, Markeith Morris. What's going on, buddy? Good to see you. Good to see you, man. All good. All good. Welcome uh, to Detroit. Obviously, you, your brother, who you're very close with, was here for a couple of years. What uh, What did he tell you about the city and, and, and this organization? He was heartbroken when he was traded. That's first and foremost. Uh, he loved it here. He told me, you know, uh, hey, accepting for who he is. Um, doesn't have to change anything. Um, I'm going to love it here. And that was uh, that played a big, big factor in my decision to come here. Why, why are you here? What what? Take me through the summer and, and the spring, really, and how you landed in Detroit. Um, free agency wasn't all that I thought it would be. Uh, it was a tough free agency. Um, Detroit was number one on my list. They were the first team that called me uh, when free agency started, and they stuck around. Uh, you know, honestly, I didn't think I would come here, but uh, at the end of the day, it worked out for both of us. Uh, like I said, I talked to my brother a lot, so that made the decision much easier. What attracts you to this situation? Uh, just Detroit, you know, the nature of the team, uh, the history of the, of the organization, uh, being able to come and be a bad boy, being able to come and be myself, you know, that's that's most important. You had a lot of injuries last year. I mean, you were a, a key part of a, a playoff team in Washington. A lot of people I talk to, NBA fans, go, wait a minute, he played for Oklahoma City last year? How much of a blur was last season, and how much do you want to kind of put it in the past? Uh, last season was a BS season. You know, I was hurt. And everybody say I was injured, but I played 60 plus games, That's 80, 85 percent more than an uh, average NBA player. So you know, what I mean, I was hurt, but I still played. Uh, OKC wasn't a good situation. You know, I have a great uh, organization, I have a great fans, everything. It just wasn't a perfect situation for me. How do you fit here? Obviously, we're talking to Markeith Morris. Obviously, you can shoot the three. The game has changed since you first got in the league. Not that you weren't shooting threes when you came from KU, but um, how much has it changed, and how much will you fit what goes on here? Uh, I feel a lot what goes on here. You know, they need an extra big coming off the bench. Um, what people don't what people don't know about me is that I'm going to bring so much to this team that I, I haven't been able to do over the past couple of years, barring injuries, just barring, you know, situations. Um, I feel like I'm myself. I feel like uh, now at 30, I'm just hitting my prime and I'm just about to turn up. The contract, is it a motivator for you? You mentioned free agency didn't go your way. Are you kind of ticked off? I'm always motivated. <laughs> I, I'm motivated from the disrespect more than the contract. I got money. It's not about the money. Disrespect from? The NBA. Shit, everybody. <laughs> you know, I look at, I look at, I would see rankings and ranking the top 200 guys, and half of these guys can't tie my shoes, and half of these guys ain't even been played in the NBA game yet, and you rank them higher than guys that have been in the league for 10 years, and there's got to be a reason they've been in the league for 10 years, you know, and starting, and on playoff teams, and going to the finals, and I'm speaking for me and my brother. Like, it's just, you know, it's always a lot of disrespect, but that keeps guys like us motivated. We call us the underground, underground guys. I'd love to see you on the floor with Blake Griffin. I, I think that, you know, with your size and obviously he's, you know, he, he handled the ball like a point forward last year a little bit. How much have you two talked and, and, and how much did that weigh into your decision to play with him? Uh, man, I'm talking a lot. I don't think that had anything to do with my decision. I think uh, my decision 
had more so just being able to get out on the floor, show that I'm healthy, being able to actually get some significant minutes here. Well, um, you know, they're going to do a lot of time management with Blake and with Dre. So I know it'd be a lot of time, a lot of minutes there for me to step in and play right away. Dwayne Casey, um, very popular coach uh, and, and, and seems like for, for your situation right now, probably a good fit for you. Yeah, you know, before I made my decision, I called around about Casey. You know, I had to do my had to do my research on the tour and I've never heard nothing, but guys respect him. He's a great guy, you know, all the above. So it was easy for me to for me to come play for Wayne. Final thing, you mentioned Detroit. You said bad boys earlier. Uh, you know, the going to work team that won in 04. What's the perception of this team now that they've moved downtown, that they've got Blake Griffin? Uh, and has it changed for maybe years years past? It's changed. We had to build the perception back up. Um, maybe you want me to be honest, that's not the perception we have now. We don't have that bad boy mentality. We don't have that. Well, just from last year, I'm going to say not now, but last year, we didn't have that mentality. We have to have that grind and grit like the Memphis guys have because that's what Detroit is about, and we have to carry that into every game. Markeith, real pleasure, man. Good luck. No doubt. There's Markeith Morris. Keith, the uh, twin brother of former Piston Marcus Morris. Good outside shooter, guy with range, guy who knows how to win. Played on some winning teams in the playoff teams of the Washington Wizards, and you heard him. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got an edge to him. He believes that uh, being one of the last guys to sign in free agency and having to settle for a one-year deal makes him mad. And he and I talked off microphone, too. He, he's ready to prove that he's a consistent scorer, defender, pain-in-the-butt type player like his brother was, and that he deserves uh, you know, a better fate than uh, having to sign a one-year contract at the end of the summer. But he really likes Detroit. He, he likes what his uh, brother told him about the city, about what the Pistons mean, and he's going to go out and, I think, have a very, very good year. That's an underrated signing by Ed Stefanski, getting a guy like Markeith Morris in here. All right, that'll do it for the first installment of this season, the 2019-2020 season of a Wired the Pistons podcast brought to you by Jeep. My name is Matt Derry. You will hear from more of the Piston players, front office folks, and head coach Dwayne Casey in our next edition of Wired. Thanks for listening. Thanks go out to the Pistons media relations staff led by Kevin Grigg, Cletus Lewis, that whole crew. It's great to see Diane Ferrante, Mark Champion, uh, some of my pals with the Pistons today, and everybody for being a big help in landing some of these interviews uh, today. We'll do more uh, later on this week. This has been Wired, the first installment. Go Pistons.